0: You're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania each weekday at 9 a.m. And uh, for those listening in Tasmania, you can catch us again at 4.30 p.m. each weekday as well. And uh, I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and every Monday we have David Leo joining us from Devonport, And um, David is presenting his series of programs titled Encounters with Jesus. Welcome, David. How are you today?
1: I'm um, wow, thank you, Tabitha, and happy Monday to everybody else, happy, Oh, and yourself, and yourself too, Tabitha, <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> happy Monday to you, David. How was your weekend?
1: The weekend, uh, it was good. We finished off those seminars that I was talking about, and I've, um, I thoroughly enjoy presenting uh, prophecy and the things that we, we believe in and, and understand. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, yesterday, we went and had a, uh, just, you know, just to finish off the series, there's a, there's a beach, I want to give thanks to Steve, uh, Steve at Margate for showing me this beach. It's my favorite beach in the, that, that, that I've ever been to. It's called Boat Harbor. It's out I here in, there. uh, yeah. Isn't oh, it a, isn't so it a lovely, lovely beach?
0: Yeah, it has white sand. It's just,
1: and it, yeah. and it has ice cold water.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Well, but I
1: keep the water, but. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's always a good, it's always a good de-stressor, you know, like I, I've always found when I go for a dip in the water, it calms the nerves, it brings in my muscles, uh, you know, it, it helps with, um, soreness and all that kind of stuff. So I was there yesterday my, my son mm-hmm. and his friend came along with us and we, um, we did that. We, we had three rounds of running in the water, trying to stay as long as we can and come back out again and. Mm. Kick, kick the ball around and go back in and do the, and, and it, and it's so refreshing, such a refreshing experience. So I saw was, you st-
0: was I saw your story on Facebook. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, 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 that no, was great, it was fantastic.
0: Seems like you yeah. had a good time.
1: That's good, <clears throat> yes, yeah, yeah, we did, it was nice.
0: Okay, um, David, it seems like today's title is Till Death Do Us Part. I don't know if it's we're talking about marriage, but that's what it looks like to me, um, Yeah. I want, I'd like to ask you a question. Would you like to share with us, um, the best wedding you've ever attended and why you think it's your best?
1: Well, I'm going to be very biased on this one. It was my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and why, I, why I enjoyed it so much was because, um, um, I, I had a lot to do with the organizing of, um, of things, you know, and putting the plans together. Mm. And, um, <clears throat> anybody that knows me during my high school days and, um, Oh, no, I kind of cleaned, cleaned that act up by the time I went to, uh, Avondale, called Avondale University now. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'd leave my projects to the last minute, you know, and then just, you know, just, just, uh, throw, throw, throw it in the air and see how it lands. Mm-hmm. But, um, during my wedding was, I was very, um, I was very focused, really specific about things. And, uh, when the day came, I was, I was just full of joy. You know, I, I had no, I had no idea how, um, <clears throat> how much I, I was, you know, how much love I had towards my wife at the time until she walked down the aisle and, you know, I just, just that day, I was like, man, this is, this is, um, the best deal
0: of this my is, life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll never, for, I'll never forget it. You know, I'll, I'll never forget. I've forgotten some of the, um, conversations and the songs and, and things like that, but I'll never forget mm-hmm. that that, that, uh, um, the emotion that, that came with it and the thought that, wow, you know, when she walked down that aisle, I like, mean, this is, a, this is the woman I'm going to love for the rest of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and it's, we're 16 years ahead now and, uh, yeah, I love her more than I did that day. you stronger. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, the, the, yeah, so that, that's the, that's the uh, biggest reason why. And, and the other thing I think I really loved too was, that um, everyone that was there at the wedding Were there to support us You know They, they, uh, they were people that um, Had backed us up They were people
2: okay. That
1: prayed for us That yep. people that continued to support us Even after our marriage So yeah That was, um, yeah, that was something that was really enjoyable well, what, what about yourself? What's the most memorable wedding that you went to?
0: Uh, I can say my sister's wedding. I'll also uh-huh. like to be biased. If bias, yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. So my sister's with our first born. I'm the second born in the family. So that's like was the first <clears throat> sibling in the family to get married, and um, I was like happy. Just happy, you know, weddings is happy moment, until I saw my mom shedding tears and being all emotional and that's when it actually hit me oh okay so this is actually happening yeah yeah, but (laughs) she received lots of support um, from so she met her husband in uni it's the same uni I went to uh, back Mm. home where I studied my bachelors and um, so she had a lot of support from like the lecturers and like um, students and you know yeah it was just a happy moment and emotional at the same time but I was like, I'm, not, I'm just going to be, to focus on the good side and just help her have a good time and enjoy her wedding. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then I suppose that's, that was it too. I think it was probably my greatest gift that I'd ever given to my wife because I really wanted to make it about her day. You know, like this is a, I was told that the wedding is the bride's day. You know, so I <laughs> had, to, had to try and make, make the most of that. So, um, yeah, that, that was really important. But, and the reason why we're talking about Talking about weddings, you know, it's um, we're mm. uh, we're looking at uh, last week. We looked at the Pharisees challenging Jesus, and now we got the Sadducees, yeah, the Sadducees challenging Jesus, and what we're, we're about to discuss this, this um, uh, today, which is in mm. uh, Mark twelve. So it continues on from last week, but and, it's um, interesting, yeah. So I use the word to death to us part" because the Sadducees actually use marriage as a way to challenge the doctrine or the belief or the teaching of resurrection. Mm-hmm. So they, they've come to challenge Jesus on, you know, um, how silly the idea of, uh, the resurrection is. And uh, I want to ask you something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, and this is something that I really need for the, um, the, the, the listeners to understand is
3: mm-hmm.
1: do you, do you understand from your understanding? uh what 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 does marriage mean to be for? What, why do we have marriage?
0: Okay, is that a listener
1: question? Oh, it can be. Yeah, <laughs> that, that can be a listener question. Okay, we'll 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 leave it as I was actually asking you, but that's a good question to leave for <laughs> for listeners. What do you think? Um, I oh, actually I'm gonna I'm to give an answer anyway because I want to set this up yeah. for mm. what we're gonna talk about. But um, you know, our idea of marriage, you know, we're living in twenty twenty one yeah our idea of marriage is very uh it's a very romantic idea yeah you know like uh we we love the stories of you know when when people say, Oh how did you meet your wife and I tell the story I you know you this. see. <laughs> Oh yeah, so you too, right? You you love the romantic stories and when you hear them. Yeah. And me, me too. I'm like, oh, you were destined to be together. You're meant for one another. You know, this is what this is what a lot of women like to say. You know, Um but but that's that's the that's the story we love to hear that that people were meant to be together. But you look down the the the, the history, <laughs> right? When um when God made Adam and Eve, right? It says that the the ribs were taken out of Adam to make Eve and the, the two of them loved one another and they were to be fruitful and multiply. And for centuries, for centuries, uh communities relied on marriage for the health of the community. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, for a village, right? There, there's a village living in the medieval times. Mm-hmm. And in the medieval times, when you lived in a village, you needed people that could fight. You needed warriors. You needed uh, people that could that could bake, you needed hunters, you know, you needed, uh, uh, leaders, you know, and, and and all these type of things. So in order to make sure that there were warriors for the next generation, Mm -hmm. the, the village would want the strong warrior Mm -hmm. to marry a woman Mm -hmm. that comes from the warrior tribe, right? Because when they give Birth to children, it's expected that their children be warriors for the for the village, you know. So the, that was the whole idea. So it was more economical and more um, for the system for people to get married. And what we're going to discover today is even in the laws that God gave to Moses, it had similar ideas. So when we talk about marriage, marriage today, I want you to compare. Um, I want the listeners to compare our idea of marriage. And how marriage was has been in the past for a long time, and so here's my question to you, uh, Tabitha, mm-hmm. because I know you're a you're a um, as far as I, I understand, you're still a single woman. Am, am I right? Says, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, and I'm not trying to put an advertisement out there for any guys, but Tabitha's a <laughs> Tabitha's a great girl. But um, how would you feel? How would you feel about uh, an arranged marriage? Do you like the idea of that? No, you don't like. I the, don't. That's the, Yeah, Mm. and 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 I'll say your thought would be the same uh, as a lot of people in the Western world, right? Mm. Because you know, um, there's places that still have arranged marriages, and uh, they're they're still. Well, what's mysterious to the Western mind is how are these marriages successful? (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know, because they they didn 't have the romantic base they didn 't have the romantic foundation mm-hmm. and uh you know like i I've, I've um i 'm having heaps of i have a lot of discussions now with with friends around my same age or uh, um or even younger i 've had some people that are even younger and they say to they say man you know would the with the marital rates, I wonder if we're going to swing back to the old way of getting married. (laughs)
0: Sometimes (laughs) I think it was better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, imagine that, yeah. And uh, I I even had one girl, she was about, I think she was about mid-20s. She said, you know what, I'm at a place now I think I'm willing to trust my my dad and mum to make that decision. I was like, "Whoa, mm. this is coming! This is coming <laughs> from a white Australian girl." I'm like, "Wow, that's amazing!" You know, but yeah,
0: but, things um, are more complicated. Like, oh, it
1: is, <laughs> isn't it? You know, when I talk to young people, I'm like, "Wow, I didn't mm. I didn't think it would be." But uh, yeah, we're going to look at the Bible, we look at resurrection, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, doing the reading doing the reading in our next uh, next segment.
0: Yeah. Sure, me too And um, just remind our listeners that you can catch up on pr- last week's episode And previous episodes um, through the Faith FM app Or the Faith FM website That is faithfm.com.au And uh, our show number is 488 You can text us with any questions, comments or feedback We'd like to hear from you And this first song is called The Puzzle by Mercy River
3: two pieces from different puzzles. Where you bend a curve, where you straight ass were. It's easy to feel like we're the most mismatched in the universe. But God gave me your heart. He told me to keep it safe. Because we are such different shapes but oh my favorite part of the puzzle is this that he's the missing piece that makes us different shapes but oh my favorite
0: part
3: of the puzzle is this that he's the missing piece that makes us Are such different yeah, shapes yeah. But oh.
0: that was the puzzle by mercy river and you're listening to tassie encounters with david leo and uh, david is talking about marriage and resurrection and we also have a free offer for our listeners and this is a book called draining the stakes um taking the mystery out of death and Hell" by sean buntra and we'll give you more information later on um David, uh what do you have for us in this segment? I believe we have a scripture passage to read um, yes
1: yes let 's do that we 're going to get a mark two yeah verse uh, mark twelve so thank you thank you <laughs> mark twelve verses eighteen to um, twenty seven mark twelve verse eighteen to twenty seven and this is straight after what we talked about last week. We had the Pharisees. Challenge Jesus about you know the coin, you know who, uh, about taxes, you know do, who do we, do we should we give taxes to Caesar? You know that, that, that was the challenge last week. So they're trying to ch- they're trying to trap Jesus, and uh, now this week we have got the Sadducees coming in, and uh, this is the only the only time in the book of Mark where we hear about the Sadducees. They're an inter- interesting group, but um, <clears throat> should we say a prayer before you read for us, Tabitha? Yeah, sure. Okay, let me pray. Mm-hmm. Father in heaven, it's always a privilege and an honor to hear your word. And we know, Lord, with your word, which is uh, powerful. It could, uh, it's, it's like a double-edged sword, according to the Bible. Yeah. And Father, I pray too that you can uh, cut us deep, that you can um, find uh, the, the bits that that uh, need, need some surgery, spiritual surgery. We ask, Father, that we can be willing to um, to live that life that, you've, that you offer to us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Okay. If you
1: could read that for us, please. Yeah, be good.
0: Sure. The title is The Sadducees What About the Resurrection? And um, mm-hmm. then some Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to him and they asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies and leaves his wife behind and leaves no ch- children, his brother should take his wife and raise up. Offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and dying, he left no offspring. And the second took her, and he died, nor did he leave any offspring. And the third likewise. So the seven had her and left no offspring. Last of all, all the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be? For all seven had her as wife. Jesus answered and said to them, "'Are you not therefore mistaken because you do not know the scriptures nor the power of God? for when they rise from the dead, they neither they neither marry nor are given in marriage but are like angels in heaven, but concerning the dead that they rise, have you not read in the Book of Moses in the burning bush passage how God spoke to Him, saying, "I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and God of Jacob, He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. You are therefore greatly mistaken
1: yeah okay, so we've we 've just heard a conversation where uh, you, you can see the you can hear the um, the ridiculousness of what they 're suggesting to Jesus, right." but um, you know with the offer of you know oh if she has to, if she marries seven times you know then who she who's her husband in heaven
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know that that's a, that's a that's an interesting question it's kind mm-hmm. of like oh well can you see how it's like they're saying to Jesus can you see how silly this idea of resurrection is mm-hmm. and so the sadducées they're different from the pharisees they're still part of the sanhedrin remember the sanhedrin's that massive council that runs all the uh, runs all the um The affairs of uh, of the temple in Jerusalem, but the Sadducees they have different beliefs to the um, to the Pharisees. in in this In this case, Mm -hmm. um, the the, the Pharisees are quite liberal in their theology, and the Sadducees are the conservatives. They're the traditional. Mm-hmm. believers right mm-hmm. and so the only only books that they hold on to are the books of Moses which is um, the first five books of the Bible that's the only things they look at so mm-hmm. when it comes to the idea of resurrection uh, there's n- there's not there's no real hint in the old test or, well in the Torah mm-hmm. as far as what uh, as far as resurrection is concerned so the idea of resurrection is not believed they don't believe that it's taught in the Torah therefore it's a it's a silly idea Mm -hmm. and so because you can't find it there Mm -hmm. they've come with that conclusion the pharisees however after a long period of time up to the time of jesus the idea of um the idea of resurrection has become a a teaching amongst the jews Mm -hmm. and it's the jews have started to um, accept the books of uh, Ezekiel, Isaiah, um, Daniel, uh, Psalms, and all these books, they actually make an allusion. They actually make a a hint. They give a hint that there's life after death. Mm -hmm. And so now there's this idea. In fact, um, I think by the time that Jesus is around, there's a saying in the Mishnah. And the Mishnah says, Whoever denies the resurrection of the dead has no share in the world to come. Mm. So there's this teaching now, but the Sadducees, they still disagree with that belief. Mm. They say, no, that's, that's the, that's still wrong. And the Sadducees, they come, they come from a line of, um, the chief priests. So they, they can, they can kind of draw their, um, their ancestry to the high priests of old. You know, they, they come from that line. So they're like a special, Elites. uh what's the word? Well, what's the what's the modern word for um ar- aris- ar- aristocracy? Aristocracy. Oh, okay. That's the word I'm looking for, right? So they're like aristocrats, you know, of the of the Jewish of the Jewish world, and so they're coming. <clears throat> if they get if they get challenged Jesus with their teaching, man, they they can take him down. So they use the wedding, they use the marriage, mm-hmm. and I asked the I asked the, the the listeners before, you know, what marriage was created for, and uh, I gave two two thoughts right the the 2020 the the modern thought is you know when you find a a life partner it's it's romantic you know it's good to share your life with someone Mm. and um the the earlier days it was for the benefit of the community that's where that's what marriage was about Mm. but we find in the bible what the marriage is for is to illustrate and it's an analogy and an example of god's love towards us Mm his special love towards us i'll give an example uh we talked about adam and eve already mm-hmm. so that that that's already a sign that <clears throat> god has designed us to to be social beings mm-hmm. right and then this marriage that's you know when, when you're married to someone they're not just anybody mm. you know like like uh they, they, she's just you know, my my wife is not just the inner circle friendship she's special. she's she's That's right. She's the, she's what, she's what the Bible calls sanctified, Mm. right? She's sanctified. So she's set apart from every other woman, Mm. right? Tabitha. So all those millions of women, I'm, I'm really sorry, but you know, I've chosen this one. (laughs) And, 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 and it's the same vice versa. I'm the only, I'm the only for her. You know, there's no, so there's a special bond there. And so we get this lesson. When God says He sanctifies us as a people, He's saying you're the my love is strong towards you. You know, it's, it's it's um you're the one and only. You're meant to be. We meant to feel the special love in the book of um Hosea. Mm-hmm. What a, if you haven't read the book of Hosea? I encourage you, listeners, if you haven't have you read it. It's one of my f- favorite books to talk about. Mm-hmm. But um the the book of Hosea uh is is an, a really dramatic and actually quite shocking book where God uses Hosea as an um, illustration of who he is mm-hmm. and his wife, Goma, who's a prostitute. Uh, um, and, you know, you have to put it, again, it has to be explained in their their context. But, you know, she leaves, comes back, has children that ma- might not be his. And he says that mm-hmm. she, her name Goma, represents Israel. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's trying to say, hey, look, um, the way that – and he tells – Hosea, uh, I've got a special task for you. Go marry that woman. Uh, and then Hosea, Hosea, was like, what? No, this is great. You know, like, but this is God saying, this is how much I love you. I love you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, another, two more examples, just two more examples. Another one is, um, if you read the song of Solomon, that's, that's incredibly <laughs> detailed, detailed about the love that God would, you know, pursue after um, this woman that he's loving, this and the way the woman responds, and you're like, "Whoa, wow, this is, you know, you don't need those romantic novels, man." Song of <laughs> Solomon covers the whole, the whole lot, and and lastly, Revelation. Hmm. Revelation, Jesus describes himself as the bridegroom, and the covenant people, the ones that believe in Jesus Christ, are referred to as the bride. And he talks about a wedding feast Mm. in heaven. So he uses all these illustrations Mm -hmm. as an example that this is the love that I have for my people. And this is the love that you should have for me. Mm. Right. And so the marriage biblically is used as an example of God's love toward us. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, Mm -hmm. right? If there, if there are husbands and wives that have experienced you know, and, and this, and this is, we mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, that young girl that was talking to me about, you know, I'm willing to trust my mom and dad at this point. She's had, uh, bad experiences. I had a 15 year old boy tell me he doesn't want to get married because his parents oh. are divorced and his mm-hmm. uncle just went through a nasty divorce and lost everything he had. And he said to me, I'm too scared to get married. Right. Mm-hmm. So marriage right now is like, uh, on the on the on the edge of people are actually thinking of it as a curse mm. but it was always it was always meant to be the unit from the marriage comes the children comes the community it was always meant to be an illustration of god's love the family unit becomes the illustration of god's love mm. you know and so we and so we can see from that that um uh this this understanding right mm. this understanding of where we're, where we're coming from with uh what a wedding is about and um there's a law in the book of Leviticus that actually says mm-hmm. that um you know if if I have a brother and we live on the same property mm-hmm. and I and I do have an older brother and this is weird I I find it weird talking about this as an example mm-hmm. if my if my brother dies mm-hmm. the Levitical law says mm-hmm. that I am to go with his wife and um marry her mm-hmm. and her son will now take on the property because the property is usually under the older brother's Mm. Or the oldest oldest son's uh, name, right? And so, what they're quoting is Levitical law.
3: Mm. Mm -hmm. So they're
1: saying, uh, and if if there's seven brothers, and they all die, well, is she meant to marry all brothers? You know, and what happens in the resurrection? You know, the So we'll we'll address that question.
0: We'll get into that.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) In The the next section. So stay with us. We are yet to get into the main main part of um, today's program um and um we have a listener question um Mm. for listeners does anybody know what people are scared of which is more than death do you know something Mm. that someone is scared of more than death because i i'm scared of dying i'm scared of like i i don't like even to talk about that um and just (laughs) briefly, uh, briefly i remember when i was in grade three i read this story um of a woman who was um wanted to die and so she went to a river and she was like oh death come and take me and then she started hearing these funny noises uh, sounds and you know what she did she fled she was calling <laughs> for death but when she thought it was coming
1: <laughs> she, she ran away yeah, she <laughs> got scared
0: so yeah you can imagine i can imagine people are scared of death. Just text us if you know something that people I'm are scared, scared of, scared of is,
1: more than death yes yeah yeah. Um
0: text is on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And this next song is To Live Is Christ by Sovereign Grace Music.
2: is passing by with all its joys and pain, but we believe to live is Christ and death is gain. again. program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
0: That was To Live is Christ by Sovereign Grace Music and you're listening to Taz Encounters with um, David Leo. and David is talking about marriage and resurrection and we also have a listener question. Do you know of anything that um, you're scared of or other people are scared of which is more than death? We know people are scared of death but do you know something else that people are scared of which is not death or which is Beyond death, um, share with us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, Sir David, you talked about um marriage and the concept of marriage, especially in the old days, and actually in the present. And you are getting to the resurrection because we shared. uh, We read this story of this um woman who died and had. I mean, the seven brothers who.
1: Yeah, the yeah. example, they use this as a example to try and, you know, tell Jesus, the resurrection is stupid. I mean, you think of the story, you know, it's like a, it's like a bad joke. You know, the, the, the son dies. I mean, the, the, the man dies. So she marries the other brother. That brother dies. So she marries the other brother. You know, trying to get children with, you know, up to seven of them. You know, so that's a, uh, that's an interesting concept in fact um there's a, a woman named Ruth in the Bible in yeah. the book of Ruth mm. and uh this thing actually happens to her she 's a Midianite, though so uh, so Moabite she 's a Moabite, so she doesn 't actually have to follow the <laughs> she's not you know um obliged to follow those Levitical laws, but she actually follows these these laws her husband dies she moves to um moves back uh, uh m- moves back to um the, the, the God's people uh, Where the woman's from Naomi, her mother-in-law, and then um, this, they try and claim back the, the the land that the son is entitled to, and they do this so a man named Boaz. They go through the the, the these uh, ceremonial laws, and so she marries into the family. Boaz marries her, and, and then it's back the name the, the the property is back into the family name, and so um, they try they try and use that type of Levitical law to challenge Jesus. And so they ask him, Well, oh, like who's who she gonna marry in heaven? And in Jesus' response, the interesting in Jesus' response, these guys uh from the chief priest, they meant to be really good at well versed in the Bible. Mm. And his answer to them is, Are you not therefore mistaken? That's mm. in verse twenty four. You know, could you imagine that? Could you imagine being a doctor, mm-hmm. right? And then you come to give some medical advice, and then the person responds and says, Oh, I think you're wrong about your, uh, your diagnosis, you know, mm-hmm. or a lawyer, you know, or, 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 any professional that does what they do. Mm-hmm. And then this man says, I oh, know you, you, you're wrong. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you're wrong about your own profession. Mm-hmm. You, you, don't, you don't, understand. <laughs> you don't understand how this works mm-hmm. because they're using the marriage example, but they're actually talking about, they're challenging the resurrection mm-hmm. doctrine. And so Jesus says, uh, are you not therefore mistaken because you don't, you don't, know, you don't know the scriptures nor the power of god oh
0: mm, wow that's true
1: and then that's yeah. Powerful, yeah and his answers, and this is quite challenging this is quite challenging to us as human beings who have a romantic understanding of uh of the the wedding and the marriage but it says this for when they rise from the dead they neither marry nor are given in marriage mm. but are like angels in heaven mm. so jesus responds right and says yeah no, no, you you you've got it all wrong. You you don't seem to understand what the marriage is representative of mm. which we just discussed previously. The marriage is meant to be a, a, a an illustration of God's love to his people. And so you imagine this, you imagine you imagine a, a society now, right? You imagine a people like I've I've got my my wife knows me inside out she knows my deepest secrets that i wouldn't share with anybody else she knows my past she knows um you know like she, she knows my mannerisms she kind of knows what i'm going to say next and you imagine that type of love that we have where we're what as the bible says it's what like two flesh become one
4: mm-hmm.
1: and then in the in the in the life that god offers us eternal life right and we're, we're we're dabbling with that now. Like God's given us marriage to be able to understand that. He gives us children to understand it even further. He he tells us um you know to be in a community, which makes it even bigger. And then he says, Love your enemies, which is like, whoa, how do you do that? And you're like, Man, this is this is getting you know, the, the, the the understanding of how to love, how to have relationships is learned within that marriage unit or the family unit. And then um he's saying to them, There is no marriage or, or re, uh, giving into marriage in, in heaven. Because when you get to heaven, the understanding of relationship is going to be greater than what you understand marriage to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I find it hard to imagine that. That, you know, like, wow, our relationships going to be strong, like, stronger than that, you know? Mm-hmm. And some people have asked the question. Some people have asked this question because I, I know probably some of the listeners, if they're hearing this for the first time, does that mean that uh we don't remember who our spouse is <laughs> you know god forbid that ever happens you know god does god's not a um eraser of memories he's not somebody you know he's gonna not gonna remove your, Especially your the character good ones. <laughs> yeah he's gonna remove your character and your memories and, you, and oh, that's a good point that's a good point you know because when things are when things are so good you kind of um yeah, you, know, you kind of. uh I Why know what you're saying. Buttons? Yeah, there are things that you know. There, there are sins that God has forgiven me. <laughs> and sometimes when I hang out with my old friends from high school, they'll tell a story of. Remember that time? I'm like, man, I don't Please. remember. <laughs> but like, now, Just now twice. I remember. <laughs> now I remember. You know, you're bringing up, you're bringing up the, the 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 buried sins that God has already. But yeah, I know what you're saying. When when God's dealt with you, man, you're like, you know, when He gives you a new life,
4: yeah.
1: it's different. It's different, right? And so he gets into the, gets into the um, understanding of resurrection and he says, don't you know when, when they're raised up again and they realize what eternal life is like? And Jesus says in John 11 verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. That's what Jesus says. I am the resurrection and the life. And then he gives examples. He gives the, the you know, the great, the great fathers, Abraham, mm-hmm. Isaac and Jacob. And then he says, I'm the God of the living not the god of the dead and let me tell you this you know, <laughs> praise the lord god is so good you know mm. um right now uh whatever we're afraid of now i read this book with denial of death and uh this this guy says that everything that we're afraid of it all comes down to death is responsible for that everything we're afraid of if we're afraid of uh dogs if we're afraid of um uh, spiders, if we're afraid of jumping off, uh, afraid of heights, mm. all that fear, fear, the, the, the roots of fear is, um, death. Mm. Death is responsible for that because we know that there is a, a certain end to our life. So we're trying to fit in and protect and, you know, and, and, and do as, preserve and do as much as we can before we die. And then Jesus comes along, mm-hmm. right? And he says, for the wages of sin, is death, but the gift of God is eternal so, life. That's Romans six verse twenty three, right? Now, if you if you play those words up against each other, if God's gift is eternal life, then the wages of sin must be not just death, it's eternal death, mm. right? And so you've got sin that's eternal death, uh, wages, wages, by the way, and you've got God who gives the gift of eternal life. And so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. There is, uh, what, what that means to us is the moment that we accept that Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. The moment we accept that, the moment we accept Jesus as, as our Lord and our Savior, and how do we do that? We'll talk about that next. Uh, but the moment that you do that, you are no longer a dead person.
3: Hmm.
1: You are a person believes in the resurrection of jesus christ that he died on the cross Mm -hmm. and death couldn't hold him down the thing that we're scared of the most couldn't hold jesus down and not only that he rose from the grave and conquered death and he looks back at us and says my power is for you to do the same
0: Mm, indeed and
1: and these guys don't understand it
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah Um draining the sticks that is the uh, our book offer, I'm um, taking the mystery out of death and hell. Um in Greek mythology the river sticks separated the land of the living from the heads, the abode of the dead. Um when death came for you the ferryman carried you across the river to the other side. But what does the Bible tell us about death? Um by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, the Bible warns us, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. Um, for you are dust and to dust you shall return That is in Genesis mm-hmm. 3 verses 19 um, Life is hard, then you die It's not just a bumper sticker Or an internet meme It's the, it's the truth But there is there is hope um, And if you want to know more About that hope um, Claim this book We'll give you the code after the break But for now we're going to listen to this song self Existence, God Eternal By Jonathan Andrew Coates
2: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
0: That was Self-Existent God Eternal by Jonathan Andrew Kers. And you're listening to Towns Encounters with David Leo. And before we went for break, I promised to give you the code to claim this book, training, the Stakes, by um, Sean Boonstra. And the code to claim that book is Logos 11 logos number 11 no space in between um text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. um send that to get this book draining the sticks um david we are in the final section and um yeah of today's interesting program how would you like to wrap up
1: man goes so fast yeah I'll, I'll wrap up by um but by seeing how uh how jesus handled the situation um they used a, a ridiculous uh analogy um actually i, I can't say it's, it's it's ridiculous it was actually a rabbinic technique of um you know making this discussion but they used this this uh elaborate example you know well if if we're going to follow the law of uh Leviticus uh and Deuteronomy actually mentions it too then you know seven times you know what like, can you see? They're basically saying, "Can you see how stupid resurrection is?" Mm. And then he used and said, "Listen, you didn't even understand what marriage means. You haven't. You don't understand the scripture enough to understand what marriage stands for. That what the Levitical law stood for. What it was what it was meant to be for right to protect the property and and keep the um, the marriage within uh, the the Hebrew people." And um, he he makes them realize that the the, the the life that God offers when it comes to eternal life, when we when we can get past the idea of death, and you said before, you know, I don't like to talk about it. I don't, um, you know, the conversations are quite awkward when I am talking with mum and dad and we're making plans for funerals and things like that. It's like, man, this is a strange conversation. This is not normal conversation, right? But we're all holding on to the fact that we're looking past death. And the only reason I can look past death is because of Jesus Christ. And a Mark, you know, there's this marital ceremony. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, you probably do, but uh, you're not, not going to work it out yet. Uh, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. We asked the listeners question. Do we get any responses, what people are scared of the most? No, it ask seems the like that's
0: death. <laughs> people fear death most, something. Well, yeah, no, we well, didn't get anyone responding. Wow, so I will not, just conclude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you in the Time Time Magazine, there was a study. Yeah. It showed that, um, the worst, I think the worst one was the fear of a loved one dying. Yeah. So somebody else dying, you know, rather than yourself dying, somebody else that you love so much. Mm-hmm. But the second one was, um, public speaking. Wow. People were, people were more fearful than public speaking than death. Right. So. The, <laughs> So
0: there's all these dying, things themselves dying I mean, then,
1: then, them, then, that's right then themselves dying yeah it was scary to do public speaking but it just goes to show you the power that death has over us mm. and when it comes to death um and I, and I said the wages of sinners death the first one that tried to introduce us to death and the concept of death and trying to die was back in Genesis 3 where the serpent said to Eve you will you won't surely die mm. And he was hoping because God had said in Genesis two that don't eat from any tree. Otherwise you'll surely die. And he was hoping, Oh, I, I want to see what death looks like. You know, if they, if they can separate themselves from God, if they can, if they can disobey God's law, then, you know, they can die, you know, and then, um, th- that didn't happen. Jesus Christ stepped in with eternal life. And so our idea, even, even if you try and imagine what death is like, you know, just being blank, blanked out for a second, even we trying to, uh, trying to imagine it. It's difficult. It's difficult, you know, and it's not something that we like to talk about. That book, *Denial of Death*, actually says that we try and find all these distractions, just so we don't have to face the concept of death. Right? <laughs> and um, uh, I wanted to go there with with draining the Sticks It talks about this, this Greek mythology. You know, a lot of ancient mythology, a lot of ancient legends. <clears throat> they had these. They had this story that came from long ago. Mm. And they're all similar, you know. Whether you go to Asia, uh, Europe, Africa, the Pacific Islands, um, America, you know, the, the, all the ancient myths and legends—they point to something that is really scary. And they say that uh, a lot of times there's monsters in the sea, and when the sea turns into a storm, you know, all the monsters come out. And so there was this understanding that, oh man, when you know, don't when there's a storm. Uh, be careful of the monsters. You know, uh, you, the story of Jonah, this is a Bible story of Jonah. That's like the, one of the scariest books ever. Not only is there a storm, but they throw him deliberately into the water. <laughs>
4: mm.
1: And a monster, a sea monster, literally comes and eats him up, right? Mm. But he's just resting in the belly. Mm. And this is pointing towards Jesus Christ. Mark 16 16 says this there's a ceremony that Christians perform. Mm-hmm. It's called a baptism, mm. right? And the baptism. Uh, it's a symbol. The baptism symbolizes, just like a marriage, just like when we, you know, when you see the vows being taken, the Christian says, "I vow to give my life to Jesus Christ and follow His ways of teaching." Right? I'm going to follow everything He says. Mark 16:16 16, 16 says, "If um, if you believe, then and get baptized, you'll be saved." You know, And those that aren't will be condemned. And it's like, wow, baptism is serious. So baptism is our symbol to the world. I give my life to Jesus Christ and I want to follow him. Mm-hmm. And in this baptism, the reason why I tell this story about the mythology where the sea monsters are, <clears throat> Jesus Christ will choose the water to be the place where we give our life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And the baptism, we have to fully immerse ourselves all the way in. Mm-hmm. Our whole body goes in. And we come back out again. And Romans six, verse three to six, when you read this, these verses, it says that when we go under the water, it symbolizes that we are buried with Jesus, so we're buried into His death.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So in the baptism, as we, as we fall in the water mm-hmm. and we go and we go under, we say, "I believe that the death of Jesus, it, He, it's His, it's His blood that has paid, that has done everything for me." Mm-hmm. Right, and so I, I accept that because there's nothing that I can do of myself. So I give my life to God, and then when you come up out of the water, mm-hmm. you come up to a new life, a newness of life. That's why they say you're you're uh, born again. You mm-hmm. come up to this new life where you no longer rely on yourself. You're going to depend everything on God, and this is the moment. The moment that you choose Jesus Christ, who said, "I'm the life and the resurrection. Eternal life is now yours. Mm-hmm. You're you're now living in that eternity." So even though death may touch you you, are now, you, you are now serving the God of the living, not mm. the dead. Mm. God is the God of the living. So when Jesus comes again and you've, you've made that commitment that I'm buried with Christ and I rise with Christ and I await his second coming. And while I wait, I'm going to tell others, I'm going to tell others, hey, you don't have to be afraid of death because Jesus has conquered death. Mm. Oof. Ah, getting chills talking about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: praise the Lord. But that there, yeah, that's that's the, the takeaway point is this: mm. there's nothing you have to be afraid of. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing you have to be afraid of. Mm. Jesus is conquered,
0: mm. and he will raise he will raise us from the dead.
1: That's right yeah. through his power,
0: yep. and we shall reunite with our loved ones. Um. Amen. Yeah. Um. Thank you for that, Paul, for sharing, David. Um. I. Re- Pray that our listeners have been blessed uh, with your message. Um, what do you have for us next week?
1: We're going to go to the third group that wants to challenge uh, Jesus, and it's the scribes. And um, yeah, so the scribes challenge Jesus, mm-hmm. and um, the title of that one is Hear, O Israel. Hear, mm. O Israel.
0: Yep. So this time round, it's the scribes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, join join us next week, um, join David next week, sorry, with Jason to um, learn more of what he has to share. And tomorrow we have Gary Webster. um, He'll be continuing with the series Lifetime Search. And Gary will be talking about Ghosts Life After Death Part 2. So I, I know yesterday was Halloween, and I think this topic is just being shared at the right time, good timing. So, um. People, maybe you can ask questions if you have questions about Halloween. You can just throw that to Gary, and um, yeah, he'll have some answers for you. Um, wherever you are, I hope you've enjoyed our program, and I hope you've been blessed. Um, and just to remind us of the offer for today is um, this book, "Draining the Sticks," and uh, that is by Sean Bustra. And um, yeah, we just there's so much mystery existing about death, and this book will just give you facts. Um, based from biblical what the bible says um the code to claim the book is logos 11 text logos 11 at zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine and we'll send it to you wherever you are enjoy the rest of your day we'll going to listen to this song all you'll ever need by Andrew Peterson.
4: Jesus, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. It can fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. Jesus, it is like the leper's river running humble with a power you cannot see seven times.